I am from beyond. Listen, and all you desire will be yours. Welcome to Spider-Man and the Secret Wars. Prepare for battle. Welcome to Prattle World. I am your host, the ever-amazing, ever-spectacular Spider-Dan, and in this podcast I spotlight entertainment's best-kept secrets that a mainstream audience may find boring. And welcome to our Grimfest Easter preview. So things haven't gone quite to plan as we wanted. Um, I got locked out of my house of the weekend, and Dennis is in Wales and struggling with his internet connection. So we were going to do this together over Zoom and record it and do all the thing, all the stuff, but uh, it just didn't happen, unfortunately. The gods, the fates were against us, and that is why I'm going to do the first half an hour, and Dennis is going to take over and do the last half an hour for us, so absolutely um we're still happening this is still going on it's still happening we are doing this we are determined to get this done before the event comes out because we want you guys to see these films we want you to be there so dennis is going to take over after i'm done he's going to talk about all the short films that are available at grimfest and he's going to also do a competition so stay tuned to the end to enter the competition that we have going on. But anyway, we're not here to talk about me and Dennis. You don't want to hear about that shit. You want to hear about Grimfest, who have again very, very, very kindly given us some screeners of the films that they are featuring in their Easter event online and in person at the Great Northern in Manchester. Uh, My favorite and go-to cinema just not not very far from my work at all and yeah it's an amazing place that's where the last Grimfest was where we were and it's an amazing little cinema it's very old school yet it's modern as well it's a fantastic little venue I'm so glad that Grimfest have, have picked that up. of all the other venues they could go with one excellent little uh, cinema to choose from but anyway Grimfest not only we were there for the main event not only were we covering Christmas, but we've also covering Easter. So horror is always very holiday theme. There's a lot of holiday horror out there, and I love it, as you know, with my alternativity stories and the shock phobia fest stuff. I love the shit out of this stuff. So this is all really, really cool. And again, big thanks to everybody involved at Grimfest, Simeon, Shay, who have again managed to put this together, get in touch with us, and and basically sort this out. And we're here to do what we do best and talk about these films. But... Uh, the event. Okay, so here we go. So this is the stuff you want to know about Grimfest. So the Grimfest Easter uh, event is from Friday the 15th of April, Saturday the 16th of April, and also there is a virtual pass that is also available until the 18th of April, and the prices are are all available online. You can buy all this at grimfest.com. That's Grimfest, so that's G R I M M 
F-E-S-T dot com. If you need more information, more than I'm giving to you, I will leave links and everything in the description below. Um, so in the podcast, you'll be able to find those links and get there as well and be able to enter the competition. So uh, do what you do best. And uh, yeah, but yeah, do you want to know the lineups? We want to know the lineups because I'm going to talk about some of these films very, very shortly. So yeah, let's get started. So the lineup for Friday is 4 p.m. You have The Cellar. At 6.10, you have Cross the Line. At 8.20, you have Woodland Grey. And at 10.15, you have Postmortem. Okay, let's look at Saturday. So Saturday at 4 p.m., you have Ego. 6 p.m., you have The Family. 10 minutes past 8, you've got A Pure Place. And then 10.05, you have Ghosts of the Ozarks. And another thing, guys, uh, I'm going to give you the prices, so just so you know uh, how much it will be to get there and to get tickets. But please bear in mind, due to the high prices, the energy prices going up, the high cost of living in general, Grimfest have been nice enough to actually, if you are struggling... If you have more, if you really want to go to this event and you are struggling financially, Grimfest have said, send them a direct email to info at grimfest.com or on their social media as well. Just get in touch with them in general and they're gonna, they can see what they can do for you. Um, maybe you can pay it off at a later date. Maybe they can just give you a free one now or maybe they'll, they'll, you'll work something out between the two of you. Guys, we, we want people to go to this event. We want people to enjoy the horror and the cult international flavor of films that is available. They've worked very hard selecting these films specifically to be be entertaining and to entertain you it is for the fans in general this event is it's big it's bombastic but again also if you are not able to leave your house be it you've got covid be it that you you can't leave the house whatever reason disability illness whatever you got kids who knows, whatever it is, you can also get the majority of the films via the online pass as well, the virtual full pass, Easter pass. So let's have a look at those prices anyway, like I was saying. So Grimfest Easter full live pass, so that is at the Great Northern, and you can experience all eight feature films live. You get a free limited edition tote bag from Grimfest with surprise goodies. So the cost of that is £40. And just to make you aware, that's the whole event. So that's the big, the whole enchilada, as they say, is with that ticket. So £40. You know, those tote bags are pretty good. We gave one away recently on for uh, for our Christmas podcast for Grimfest that we did. Uh, lots of great stuff in there. It's always jam-packed with horror DVDs and stickers and promotional material, posters, sometimes a T-shirt whatever it may be it's all good stuff and probably well well more it's more expensive most of the time I, I think I got three or four DVDs in mine last time which is more than the cost of 40 quid but plus you're getting to experience these films 
live and in person with like-minded people, great people, great event organizers. It's amazing. It's really, really good. Definitely check that out. If you can afford that one, go for it. You can also just get a day pass. If you can't make the whole weekend, you can do a day pass, which is £23. You can do the Friday day pass on the 15th of April, or you can do the Saturday day pass on the 16th. £23 per day. Um, That's uh, how much they would cost. So if you just wanted to go for the day. And then again, if you can't make the day, if you can't make the whole weekend, there is the virtual Easter pass. So again, this is online. You'll get access to uh, all the films. Um, So yes, allows access to all Grimfest films playing as part of the virtual online Easter event. So yes, absolutely. And that would be £37. So it is cheaper than the live event, but obviously... Uh, Grimfest want bums on seats. They want the community aspect. They want people there enjoying it, breathing it in, talking to the people, you know, uh, experiencing it. It's it's a different experience. I get it. If you can't make it, that's fine. It's absolutely fine. It's great that events like this can still offer you part. You're still a part of the experience. It's not the same. Sure, we get it. We understand. But it's still an experience to be had, and the whole family can sit around and watch it, or just just self whatever and also you'll have a little bit of time i believe you can uh, i believe you can watch them whenever you want to watch them it's not necessarily a live streaming thing it is just pick and choose which ones you fancy and when you fancy them but there is a specific time limit i believe on those passes so you i think up until the 18th you can still watch all of those so you can have a proper binge i'm a good binger i love the good binge i'm not i'm not one who um i'm not one of these people that does like tv shows every week as you know you've listened if you haven't i'm not really that into the tv shows if they're long and long running like game of thrones they're either gonna turn bad and poorly or just quality is just gonna go down the people are gonna care less and less the longer it goes and then will you get a decent resolution maybe not maybe not um but it's it's very rare it's very rare a show can end very well anyway but that's how it is Anyway, I'm going to talk about some of the films. So I've managed to watch four of the films uh, in the time that I've had them. I did try to watch a couple, but the um, the subtitles for some reason weren't working. I'm not sure. I think that might be my phone. Um, but let's talk about the first one. So Ghosts of the Ozarks from 2021. So that's directed by two people. So that's Matt Glass and Jordan Wayne Long. And it was written by Sean Anthony Davis, Jordan Wayne Long again, and Tara Perry. And it stars amazing set of of actors in this film. I I don't know how they've got them, but they've, I don't know what they've, what devil worshipping deal they've had to make, but they've got all these stars. So Tim Blake Nelson, David Arquette, Angela Bettis, Thomas Hobson, Phil Morris, and Tara Perry, um, all in this. All these kind of actors and just, you know, the quality of the acting in this film is is the highlight for me. Um, It's a really, really interesting story but i'll get into that but again we're not here to spoil the films but i'm just going to talk around them uh i'm not going to spoil them i'm not going to give anything away really or i'm going to try anyway um but we want you to go we want you to see these we want you to take it in and enjoy it and and come out with your own opinions do you like them do you not like them who knows you know it's all is it in your taste is it in your wheelhouse let's find out but in this story um it's an exciting new take on a southern ghost story (laughs) 
In post-Civil War Arkansas, a young doctor is mysteriously summoned to a remote town in the Ozarks, only to discover that the utopian paradise is filled with secrets, surrounded by a menacing supernatural presence. So yeah, it's this young lad who is invited, uh, he's, I think he's a former soldier, he's been injured, um, and he's a doctor, and he is invited by his uncle to stay in this town that he has had a huge part in building and creating this uh, this kind of utopian. It is like uh, he's a you know he's a black man. This is the kind of Wild West era, so it's it's quite interesting to see that and see the kind of uh, they, they don't go into the whole race thing that often, but it is it's there and it's it's interesting. It's certainly interesting to see. And uh, and Philip Morris was in. He was in like Fresh Prince of Bel Air. He was in uh, Smallville as the Martian Manhunter. Like he's got absolute acting cred. Um, he was in. I remember he voiced uh, Vandal Savage in the Justice League cartoon as well. Like he's got absolute pedigree and he's great in this. He's very uh, very calm and cool and um, you know he's, he, he he likes he likes what he likes. He likes the order you know to the chaos uh, that the outside world has. He is constantly kind of monitoring the town, making sure everyone's doing what they should do and what they should be doing, not, you know, messing around, doing anything stupid. It's uh, it's really interesting. And Tim Blake Nelson plays a really cool part. Um, Tim Blake Nelson you'll have seen in everything from Fantastic Four to The Incredible Hulk to uh, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, another Western, um, to, you know, uh, what's it? Oh, uh, oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? He's in that as well. He's great. He's a fantastic director. Actor as well, he's a really fascinating actor to watch. Um, I've always, I've always liked him, appreciate his kind of, he has this kind of goofy energy a little bit, and and I've always, I've always liked that about him. And he plays this blind guy who he gets around by using echolocation, so he's making these like kind of noises so he can kind of work out how far things are away and kind of like a daredevil sort of thing but but like a more realistic kind of version of that and it's uh, it's definitely interesting to watch his wife is Angela Bettis who I think is an amazing actress as well if you've seen May um the Halloween horror film um I, she's great you know she's she plays these kind of awkward weird you know uh, sweet sensitive female characters but with a real edge and I think here she's kind of the same and, and she's got a really good kind of southern drawl and uh, she's she's fantastic in it again just another great actor David Arquette is in it but he's not in it very much he doesn't play like a real prominent role in the story um, but he he is he is there and just he, there is a part for him to play but it's just he's not in it that often or that much that it's kind of kind of goes by the wayside a little bit but it's great, and it, it reminds me a little bit, not to spoil anything, but it reminds me a little bit of The Village, M. Night Shyamalan's The Village, because there's you've got these big, tall kind of gates and walls and stuff, and there's something supernatural on the outside of these walls and a conspiracy, and, you know, what's true, what isn't true, who do you trust? Um, you know, people are coming back with their tongues cut out, and so obviously somebody doesn't want, uh, someone doesn't want, it getting out, whatever the truth is, getting out. Um, that's something that's occurring. But, like, what are these creatures? What do they want? You know, how are they kind of... And they're represented, and there's this, 
big red cloud that keeps coming over, almost like a you know a red mist kind of thing covers everybody, and it's it's really fascinating to see where the kind of allegiances are, and and there's some really nice sweet moments and some horrifying moments. But I, I genuinely thought, yeah, this is good. This is quality. I'm, I'm, I'm staying with the actors. I'm, I'm involved. I'm interested. Uh, and I wanted to find out what the mystery was. And Tara Perry's kind of character as well is really interesting. It's, again, she's kind of a, you know, a tough cowgirl type. Um, but she's also very sensitive as well. And and there's a bit of kind of like sexism as well that she's she's fighting against. And and assumptions are made and it's it's great it's great if you like that kind of cowboy kind of western i think if you've seen something like dead birds you'd be into this and you know kind of uh, there's a horror story within the western um but again without i don't want to i don't want to spoil it too much but there is yeah it's uh there's this deep kind of conspiracy and dark secrets are revealed and things but I would genuinely, genuinely give this one a go. Um, I, had a lot, I had a lot of fun with it. But um, yeah, and the next one, um, I'm going to go on because I've not got much time uh, as I've already talked quite a bit already. So let's move on to Cross the Line. Um, so that is from 2020 and that's directed by David Victori, written by Jordi Vallejo. Uh, David Victori and Clara Viola, starring Mario Casas, Melina Smith, Elizabeth Lorena, and Fernando Vladislavo. I'm going to say, I'm going to go with that. Uh, a good natured man has an unexpected and deadly confrontation. Instincts kick in to clean up the mess caused in the name of self defense. But does one really get away free? After killing someone, mm. so this young man is always taking care of his his ailing father. He's on his last legs. He plays chess with them. He's, he's kind of it implies that it's been a long uh, a long illness. So as long as he's known him, he's been like his nurse caretaker and has looked after him. And this one, I can't really go into too much detail without spoiling, so I'm not going to. But basically, the he's afforded an opportunity to go and travel the world because he's he, and he's a bit shy and he's a bit unsure of himself and he's, he doesn't really take risks and his kind of sister forces him to buy this ticket to travel and do all sorts of stuff and you know and enjoy himself because he never really got to enjoy himself and he meets this young lady at a bar who's a little down on a look sort of thing and and it goes from there and and one thing leads to another and he kills somebody and and then it's trying to cover it up trying to escape trying to figure figure this out but it, it's really kind of you know it's it's like you know you get everything you want you finally get everything you want and it's not exactly what you wanted or what you thought it was going to be. It's a lot more violent apparently, but it's giving in to those desires. You know, obviously we're all, we all have these fears like, you know, if what if I go home with this woman, you know, what if she's crazy? What if, you know, she's she's not well, she attacks me and stabs me and tries to kill me or, and vice versa, you know, same with that. Like you, you're leaving yourself vulnerable in these kind of personal situations and anything could happen, you know, uh, 
you know, and, and you've got to, you know, you don't expect it to, but obviously it could. And that's like a genuine fear. And this one just takes that idea and just ramps it up to 11. Um, it's very brutal, very violent, very visceral. Um, you're sweating, you're worrying for the character. You're like, how the hell is he going to get out of this one? It's so complicated and, and messed up. What is going to happen? What's going to be the result of this and and it is a bit of a thrill ride i'll be honest it is it takes you on a takes you on a journey let's say that it takes you on a but again it's very short very sweet doesn't stick around doesn't doesn't need to gets to the point and i like a good story that does that I don't like a lot of you know unless it, if it's a long film and it's good it's fine if it's a long film and it's shit it's the worst so you know i have always i've always preferred giving my time to short, shorter maybe of less films of less quality than longer films where i'm like oh here we go and I might have to do it in two sittings or something again i like short form media um but TV shows technically are short form and long t- long form, but whatever, who cares? I, it's my podcast. I'm talking about shit. Um, but yeah, let, give that one a go. It's not supernatural or anything. It's very visceral and violent and very real and very modern. But yeah, there's a lot to there's a lot to. Well, there's again, if I unpack pack it too much, I'm going to spoil it. But there's a there's a morality to that. There's you know there's a literally getting away with a crime, but then you know didn't mean to. And a lot of layers. His sister's trying to help him. She's a lawyer. Um, but yeah, definitely check that one out as well. Uh, next up is Post Mortem from 2020, and that's directed by Pieter Bergandi. And the writing credits go to Pirius Zanke, Gabor Hildegrant, and again, Pieter Burgendi. And the cast is Victor Clem, Fusina Hayes, and Judith Schell. Uh, a photographer, an ex-soldier of the First World War, goes to a small village to capture images of dead family members with the live relatives, as it was frequent at the time. In a place that had many deaths because of the Spanish flu and unable to bury their dead due to the frozen land, the village is in the hands of unfriendly ghosts, and the man is going to try to help them. So yeah, this is a this is a kind of a freaky one. This is definitely a freaky one. There's a lot of kind of like convulsing and poltergeists and um it's very much in the line of something like a conjuring or a sinister or an insidious if you like those kind of films um, but the creepiest aspect is this taking the dead bodies making them look nice dressing them up and then having family photos with the live family members it's kind of weird it's kind of fucked up but also like it was a way of getting over their grief at the time, you know, it was a way of, of dealing with it. And, and, you know, again, like we still have open caskets. It's not out of, it's not completely weird, completely, you know, uh, grief affects people in so many different ways and they do all sorts of things. Like people have had miscarriages, bury their babies in, you know, their gardens and, you know, stuff like that, whatever obviously gets you through, it helps you cope, then, you know, I, I kind of understand it to a degree. And that's one of the things that they would do at the time. I don't think it, the guy doing it is, is he's a survivor of the First World War and him and his friend kind of, they go around these carnivals and stuff and they go, it's a little bit odd because he kind of follows a young girl to this town because he like recognizes her or something about her and i was like it's a bit a little bit creepy a bit weird but it's they've still got like a nice it's never anything 
other than kind of a nice little thing. Um, but it's 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 it was just a bit odd that it was kind of the way he keeps looking at her and she's quite adult in a way and she, you know it's weird. I don't know. I don't know if she says she loves him in it or not. But there's a lot of kind of really cool and and, and again visceral kind of possession, uh, ghost stuff. You know, people taking over the bodies just like all of a sudden coming back to life or moving. Um, things like that that are happening and it's very um what's the word i'm trying to th- it's there's a very there's a kind of dark foreboding kind of uh chthonic gothic feel to it even though it's kind of the the um where it is set it's really quite an interesting visually it's a very cold looking film obviously it's meant to be cold the ground's frozen they can't bury the dead and but there's some really good and interesting, you know, composition cinematography in there, and the way that they use the the visuals are very striking, especially when it comes to the the ghost element of of it. Um, and again, it's not really a spoiler, but yeah, there are ghosts and kind of possessions and a lot of stuff kind of going on and happening. But I actually quite like the settings. I quite like that again it's not it's not a thing where they have to defeat the ghosts it's actually maybe putting them to rest and giving them relief it's like a, it's a positive thing it's not like you know a ghostbuster where they're they're kind of freaky and green or something or demons it's basically there's there's been a bad thing that's happened all this negative energy they need to disperse it in some way um but yeah definitely check out that one as well um, so we're running on to the next one. So, so this has just come out on Shudder, in fact. So this is available on Shudder as well. So that's The Cellar from 2022. So it's got Alicia Cuthbert in from uh, from all sorts of films back in the day. I think, I think she was in... Uh, uh, oh god what was it old school and the girl next door and things like that and uh and she's playing the mum in this so i feel ancient i feel well old now because she was like you know uh, i mean she was older than me at the time but you know it just feels feels odd that she's now the mum but yeah still very attractive still very talented uh the film is directed by written and directed by brendan muldowney and stars alicia cuthbert oin i'm gonna say that oin 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 um macken Dylan Fitzmaurice Brady and Abby Fitz. I started this film thinking they were American, and I was like, they sound pretty Irish, but actually they are Irish. It's set in Ireland. Um, and I'll tell you I'll tell you what it's about. It's right here. I've got the synopsis. Uh, Kira Wood's daughter mysteriously vanishes in the cellar of their new house. She soon discovers there is an ancient and powerful entity controlling their home that she will have to face or risk losing her family's soul forever this one is again kind of a similar kind of you know insidious style i I basically picked these films at random i did not go into them you know looking for something or specific or any different i just went right it's just just pick one and you know whichever one works or i can you know if there are subtitles if they weren't great but I just went right. That'll do, and uh, and this was one of the ones where I was like, oh, what a big name and what what cool what a cool idea. It's pretty. It's by the numbers, which is not necessarily a bad thing. It's the daughter goes missing in the cellar, and then the investigation starts. And the mum, Alicia Guthbert's characters, uh, is a social media kind of representative. It doesn't it doesn't come into play that much, but her daughter is being bullied on social media. Um, and she didn't realize it. She's obviously a teenager. She's got all these kind of feelings and stuff, and they're all kind of pouring out. And she is basically just 
uh, in a bit of an emotional state. She's moved home. She's moved away from her friends. You know, all this shit's going on. And then she disappears. And then the mum just won't give up, keeps looking, will always keep searching and researching. And it turns out this house is like... No, that's going to spoil it, really. No, I can't say that. Basically, there's more to the house that they bought. It got sold to them really quick on the cheap. They got rid of it. And there's these Hebrew letters on every door. There's all sorts of stuff going on. The multi-layer, there's things that are about a Leviathan. There's like some satanic stuff, possibly. There's mathematical equations. There's a lot of... There's, a, there's like a haunted record. It's all going on. It's all going on. But again, like I said, it's very by the numbers. But again, sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need a straight, simple story just to kind of, you know, just for your brain, you just need like just straightforward, honest storytelling. And and, and this is it. It's definitely if if you're looking just for like what you what you ask for is what you get. What it does what it says on the tin is what I want to say. That is this film. So the seller is that. And again, it's very, again, very samey, very sort of, again, it's not a negative thing, but it's, it's, I think it's quite similar to the other ones I've watched on this as well. And again, it's only purely because I picked them at random. I think if there was, um, if there was kind of a, 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 you know, if I knew what they were about, but I wanted to just go in blind. I didn't want to read too much about them. So, and yeah, some of them happen, most of them happen to have ghosts in, but again, not necessarily a bad thing. And uh, I think the effects are good. There's some good tension building. There's some creepy voices and imagery as well. Um, I, there's this one guy she goes because there's, there's this mathematical equation, and he's basically uh, like a, I don't know. I think he was like a bricklayer, and he banged his head one day, and now now he can solve like mathematical equations, which is something that does which does happen weirdly. Like I think it's um, I think Mary Steenenberg or someone like that banged her head, and now she can compose music. She can literally see music. Uh, an actress, that actress can do that. Um, mental that's incredible to me that 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 part is the most believable thing in the movie um but it's great um but yeah that is it that is it for me so i'm going to pass over now over to dennis who's going to tell you about the short films and ask you a question for you to be entered into the competition to win all of those goodies all the goodies that we're offering within the competition so let's pass it over now to dennis well, hello. This is um, a bit of a different one for me and Dan. We're in separate countries, and unfortunately, my Wi-Fi is rubbish. So we've not been able to do kind of like a, a Q&A type thing with each other about the movies that we've seen. So we're going to do it this way. I'm going to do my bit. He's going to do his bit. And then he's going to do some magic, splice them all together. And before you know it, you'll have a full podcast. So as Dan's already mentioned, we're looking at the Easter event for Grimfest, our friends over there at the with the with the other gremlins. Dan is looking at the full length movies and I have looked at the shorts. Mainly because I didn't have a lot of time and two, I don't think shorts have the amount of love that they need and deserve. Most people always go to the like the full length things. So let's start. I like shorts because number one, the short. And you can just watch them, you know, on the toilet whatever and two you kind of get to the punchline a lot quicker there's not much character development 
you know, and it's a hor- if it's a horror movie, you kind of get to that moment very, very quickly. And most people like that. You know, some people watch a movie and the payoff's right at the very end. And they think, oh, I've, got, I've just sat through two and a half hours of this to get to that. Well, with shorts, not so much. It lays the ground rules. It starts. It finishes. Blood, guts, screaming, lots of screaming. So I'm going to focus on four of the um, shorts that are showing virtually over the weekend, Easter weekend. The first one I'm going to look at is Red Room. I'll start again. Red Light. <laughs> oh, it's going to be one of those night nights. So this is, um, I've wanted to see this move, this shot for a while. Um, I think, if I'm correctly, I read somewhere that they are going to turn it into a full length feature. Okay. It's very, very dark and red. <laughs> which is a yeah which is a bit weird it has definitely got vibes of kind of hostile texas chainsaw massacre saw and maybe a little hint of a creature feature in there the caster group are cool really really good um one particular person's pretty cool in it the, the main guy uh, miss, uh mr uh ted Raimi. it's it's funny it's cringy and it's just good it, it for me it acts back to those I think a lot of them are doing it at the moment, like X and a few other things. Going back to um, like the the seventies and eighties of kind of like the heyday of these sort of movies. Um, it's a bit dirty, a bit filthy. You know, you come out wanting to have a bath afterwards because everyone there is a bit a bit grubby. The performances are great in it. It does literally start, and then before you know it, it's happening. It's only ten minutes long, but they pack a lot in in that ten minutes. So I would. Th- Thoroughly recommend it. Thoroughly recommend watching it. Um, if if nothing else, just because it's like dirty. And there's a big thing about grindhouse movies and stuff at the moment as well. So it can't, you know, jump on, jump on with it, and then probably watch that, and then go and watch X. The next one is another um, fairly short one as well. Now this, um, I hadn't, I don't know too, I didn't know too much about it before. Before I, I watched it, um, I know the the main actress in it. She's been in like Disney shit and stuff like that. It's <laughs> it's a cautionary tale of not to mess with other people's um, laundry. And this one, it it does kind of. It's got some very very neat little camera tricks in it and some kind of really cool effects. It's it's a full on creature feature there's not much else i can tell you about it there's only three people in it i think four people possibly it's it's funny <laughs> whether it's supposed to be or not i found it quite amusing um i do tend to like horror that has a bit of humor a bit of humor attached to it but yeah yeah don't fuck with people's laundry i think that's that's the um message to take from this one um and again like like um red light it starts almost immediately and you're straight on there i'd like to see a feature length of this because i think it would be cool i like monsters i don't like lo- i don't like doing me washing at all not a big fan of washing but yeah it's um again i think it's i think it's like 10 minutes maybe 11 minutes long you, you, you could basically pay for it on the virtual thing go and have a poop and by the time you finish your poop you've watched it and it is, it is well worth it again. So, so far, red light and don't touch. This one, for me, didn't feel like a shot. It's called Becky. And it's um kind of like a revenge stroke school bully type thing. 
um, with a bit of a twist. Now, it doesn't feel at all like a short. Um, it's I think it's 14, 15 minutes long. It also goes at a breakneck speed. The protagonist in it, you don't have any love for at all. But there's budget there. You can see that there's money being put into it. It does have a beginning, middle and end. They pack a lot into that 14 minutes. The main kind of, um, the main actors in it are fantastic again. Like, like kind of all bullying, vengeance, revenge type movies. Kind of rooting for the, um, well, for Becky basically. Because there's also another film called Becky, which is on... Um, a streaming network which is very very different that's more of a survival revenge kind of take on stuff with the king of queens in it which is bizarre but while we while looking for that one i stumbled on this one um but i'd only just watched it about yesterday day before i'd watched bits of it i watched the trailer and i was intrigued straight away but it you know it is feels like a mini movie it's bizarre it you know so much packed in in such a little tiny um, 40 minutes and the performances are, are great in it as well um, so well worth again another one well worth a look and my final pick is a little bit it's a little bit different it's it's called She and the Darkness um, Spanish movie now anyone who's watched anything Spanish horror will know that it's very cinematic it's very gothic it's very dark. The subject matters are a little bit... You wouldn't usually get in a mainstream Hollywood movie, should we say. And this is no exception. There's not a whole lot of dialogue in it, which is good for people who don't like reading subtitles. Um, I don't mind. The performances are outstanding. And again, this does feel like... It feels like a movie. I can't really tell you too much about it without giving away the premise and what kind of... What entails the... The, the darkness what dwells within, I suppose. You know, drugs, sex, rock and roll, and death, basically. But it, it does take you down down a bit of an alleyway that you if you had a choice, you wouldn't go down. And that's what makes it really good. It's a bit supernaturally. There's, a, there's bits of everything in it, but it's very, very Spanish. Like when we talk about kind of Italian movies, you can stick an Italian horror movie anywhere, and you know it's, it's an Italian movie. Exactly the same with this one. It's got that eerie kind of, you know, not sure where it's set, not sure, you know, how long the corridors are, where the rooms are, and it is, you know, the subject matter is 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 dark. You know, there's there's subjects which you mentioned that perhaps people will wince away from, but it's done really well. It is done very very well, um, and I enjoyed it a lot. It was a surprise for me, um, because out of all the ones I watched. This was the one I was least looking forward to, knowing nothing about it. And it didn't help the fact the first time I, I when I researched it, I, I, I couldn't find it. Because like a pleb, I was, wasn't looking over the Spanish name. But there you go. Yeah, it is really cool. So so give it a watch. Again, I, I think it's about 13 minutes long. Packs a lot in. There's a lot of atmosphere in that 13 minutes. And the thing is about the movies I've mentioned, all together, it's still not the same length as watching a full-length movie but they are as entertaining the very all i watched them all apart from one i think i've not watched these are the four that i would i would say i enjoyed the most not that i'm saying i didn't enjoy the others because i did but these ones are the ones that i kind of either knew something about or it shocked me and i didn't think i'd like it but i did so yeah there's there's a lot lot of good stuff 
in, in shorts. And I also I also like the way shorts kind of showcase directors, showcase actors. And you know, a lot of a lot of horror films have come out of shorts. Look what you know, look what we've done. Look what we've done on this sort of budget. Look what we've done in ten minutes. Can you imagine what we could do in an hour and a half? Um so that's it's you know, a lot of a lot of good names are attached to shorts in the past. And I feel especially, you know, some of these will definitely the directors will be on the rise and you'll you'll see them. And you could be there and you can say, Well I saw them when they did a shot. I saw them before they did this massive you know, feature-length movie that everyone's scared of or bloodthirsty and, and, and whatever. So watch them and give them a bit of love. You know, it's a vir- it's, it's a virtual pass. It's, you know, it's not a lot of money. And just show show some of these movies a bit of love. Because I, I know for a fact from attending a lot of movie festivals and stuff, people don't tend to go to the shorts, um, which, is, which is a real shame because missing some absolute gems as you are here, if you don't watch them. You fools. So just to recap, Red Light, Chainsaw Massacre, Hostel Vibes, Becky, Revenge with a Twist, Road Movie, People Die, that's good. Then you've got She and the Darkness, She and the Darkness, Spanish, very atmospheric, very easy to watch, very pleasing, and Don't Touch, which is just a blast. And I feel you would enjoy all of them, but those are my four main picks so as always let us know what you think whether you think that i'm right i basically have no idea what dan's talking about right now he could be doing a worse job than me could we do a better job than me it's very weird us not bouncing off each other so it's a bit strange me sat on my own here recording this on my, talking to myself very very strange as always those marvelous people at Grim, got a little surprise for you. Got a, got a little, a little, little prize that we can give away with a simple question. Now, what you'll win is a pass to all the movies. How cool is that? So you'll get emailed, I think, a code that you tap into your machine device, and then you'll have access to everything, and you can watch them at your leisure, which is pretty cool. All you need to do is in the comments answer this very, very simple question. What links Red Light to Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness? Okay, so what links Red Light to Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness? See, we're getting all the pop culture references in here today, aren't we? Get everything that you need. So put it in the comments, email it, do whatever you want. Um, we'll pick somebody at random. Well, Dan will probably pick somebody at random. Um, but it is a is an awesome prize. Um, and I would expect, um, Paul, you better enter. I'll beat you when I see you. And you you know the answer. So have fun. Watch the movies. And it's really good because it's halfway to Halloween now. So basically, this is a really good way to start your halfway to Halloween celebrations. Why do we have Halloween once a year? We'll have it every single day. So enjoy the movies. Enjoy the full features which Dan's um, chatting about. Please go and show um, these shorts a bit of love. That's pretty much for me. Um, I hope it sounds okay when we get spliced together. That sounds weird, doesn't it? Can you imagine a hybrid of me and Dan? That'd be strange. Mm. It'd be stunningly good looking though, wouldn't it? Yeah, and funny. Yeah, and very stupid. And have no common sense. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so we'll be um, spliced together. So um, he'll have his bit, I'll have my bit. I think he's doing the beginning and the end. I'm just going in the middle. I'm waffling now. I'm filling time. Don't know why. 
He didn't ask me to do this. He just said, just talk about the movies. But get yourself down to the to the film festival. It's bank holiday weekend down at um, Odin Great Northern, as the, the events uh, grim do. Um, go and say hi to all the guys down there. There's a lot of people, a lot of volunteers, a lot of wonderful people um, who put these these events on for you good people. Um, so go and show them some love. Go and show the movies some love. And um, hopefully, well, I know for a fact, I'll be seeing you very soon. And me and Dan will be in the same country. That will probably help the recording. Enjoy. Enjoy the festival. I hope you've enjoyed me wittering um, without Dan talking over me. And um, cheers, guys. See you soon. Well, thank you, Dennis. So, guys, get involved, get stuck in, get entering that competition, and we'll get a, a winner out as soon as possible, as soon as this has come out. Uh, we'll do that. Okay. So, Dennis doesn't have social media. However, you can get Grimfest at all of their social media, and it's at Grimfest. So, Golf, Romeo, India, Mike, Mike, Foxtrot, Echo, Sierra, Tango. Get that, type that into any of the social medias you've got, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. That is exactly all you need to type in or just go to grimfest.com and it's got all their social media links there as well. Check them out, follow them, do all the good stuff because they are really good people and they work very, very hard on putting these events together, thinking about them and making sure it's the absolute best for you guys. So uh, so give them a big thank you and I really do appreciate them uh, letting us see these films, giving us things to give away and, and just being involved. We are Me and Dennis are so happy to be every single time. So thank you very much. So yeah, that's all their social media. So here's mine. So Facebook, it's at Secret Balls. Twitter, at Dan underscore Balls. Instagram, it's Spider Dan Secret Balls, at Spider Dan Secret Balls. Uh, review, like, share, subscribe, comment, etc. And don't forget to use the hashtag prepare for prattle when you interact with us. If you want to join the Pratalian and to be briefed in full on the Secret Balls, swing over to Prattle World at www spiderdanandthesecretballs.com I'd like to thank my patrons on Patreon. I am Jack's Musings, Paul Meller, Max Byrne, Scott Hodgson, Simon Cotton, Mike Burton, Angry Andy Reviews for their continuing donations. It is very much appreciated and helps Prattle World keep on turning. And if you find yourself in a position to help the podcast, please consider it. Bye-bye.